paying too much for health insurance? Frustrated by high deductibles, network restrictions, and increasing premiums? There's a better way. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM is a Christian community delivering a robust, faith based solution to the high cost of healthcare. If your current health insurance has become more of a racket than a remedy, take back control of your healthcare at around half the price. Learn more and enroll today at chministries.org. That's chministries.org. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Juan Williams. I'm Kennedy, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. I'm Evan Brown. Russia tries to tell the world it can reach everybody with a missile while its deadly war in Ukraine lags on. Make no doubt about it, Russia's trying to flex its muscles here a little bit, saying we have this advanced technology. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. We've all seen Russia struggle to keep up with the country it's attacked. Ukrainian fighters have shocked the world by repelling what was considered to be the second most effective army on the planet behind the U.S. military. But Russia's Vladimir Putin wants you to stop criticizing and take notice. He's got a very dangerous missile. When Russia tested this ICBM today, not only was it uh, President Putin that was overseeing this test, watching on video monitors and also talking about its capabilities. But I thought it was fascinating that Russia notified the United States in advance that it was going to do this test. Fox News correspondent Mark Meredith has been speaking with U.S. military leaders. He joins us from the Pentagon. And I think that's, one, interesting because, of course, it would show that Russia wants to make sure the U.S. doesn't see this as a further escalation as to where things have been for the last several weeks. But it also gives you an idea, at least that the phone lines are still going both ways. You know, there's been a lot of concern about, you know, would the Russian military be able to get a hold of the U.S. and vice versa in the event uh, of something calamitous. That was not the case, obviously, today with uh, Russia notifying the U.S. But with this test specifically, make no doubt about it, Russia's trying to flex its muscles here a little bit, saying we have this advanced technology because the ICBM here that they're testing is a new weapon. It we're told by the Russians that it went very far, essentially on the other side of the country of Russia, which of course is massive, and that it would be uh, capable of also uh, being able to outmaneuver any anti-missile defense systems that are out there. Now, of course, that's the Russians' claims. This is just a missile test. There's going to be a lot more of them likely in the months ahead. But this gives you an indication here where Russia is still investing in its, uh, in its weaponry, given uh, everything that continues to happen with Ukraine. And historically, Russia is a uh it likes to have its bravado. It likes to show rather than tell uh, to try to rattle its sabers and, and get you thinking. And ICBMs, which stand for, by the way, intercontinental ballistic missile. These these missiles are intended to go around the world. Uh, it, these uh, by by demonstrating something today, uh, Russia is not just saying, hey, we're, we're not just testing. Uh, they're saying, you know, watch yourself. Look what we can do. Uh, now, Russia has made some pretty big claims in the past, especially recently, where they haven't really lived up to those claims, mainly their whole invasion of Ukraine. But but to see something fly like this, an ICBM, that that's alerting. Uh, what does the United States do in response to this? 
Well, so far, no real response. In fact, if anything, the Pentagon today basically said, yeah, we were aware of it, but we're still focused on Ukraine. But you bring up a really good point, because before the invasion, there was this thinking by pretty much everyone that Russia's military was going to be in such strong shape that this kind of conflict in Ukraine wasn't going to last more than a couple of days. Now that we've you know stretched on close to, I think, 50 days by now, uh, that this is obviously not the case, that Russia's military was in much worse shape than anybody thought, that they were having logistical staff issues. There's been a lot of questions about, you know, what their long-term planning, if at all, what it was going to look like. And we've even, you know, heard a lot of rumblings about changes within, you know, leadership or certain military advisors kind of vanishing from the scenes uh, ever since this war began. So for Russia to do a test like this, maybe it was something of a jolt for uh, PR purposes. And while it did get the world's attention, the Pentagon here didn't sound any alarms either. We've been speaking with Fox News correspondent Mark Meredith reporting from the Pentagon on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. We'll have more with Mark straight ahead. While this happens, the war in Ukraine goes on. The Biden administration says they are planning to send some more artillery to Ukraine uh, for their forces to make use of and that uh, the American military officials are in constant communication with their counterparts in Ukraine. Um, what exactly are we giving them in terms of artillery? And is it what the uh, the Ukrainians are asking for? Is it enough? I mean, what we, we seem to be allocating more and more aid as time goes on. But are they getting what they feel they need to, to accurately or, or effectively defend themselves? Well, the amount of aid that the U.S. has committed and continued to send is, is impressive. It's a long list of weapons. I mean, it's not just nothing. I mean, it's a lot of different pieces of military equipment. But to your original point, President Zelensky of Ukraine has said he could always use more, and he's even criticized the U.S. and its allies for not sending weaponry sooner, especially at the beginning of the war, which he felt maybe could have made an even uh, bigger uh, advantage into his military as, as they continue to push Russian forces away from places like Kiev and Kharkiv. Uh, but to your original question, the U.S. is sending a laundry list of different weaponry here. We're talking about you know everything from uh, Soviet air helicopters to uh, tools to assist with any biological or chemical weapons. There's also sending what are known as howitzers, which essentially is kind of a long-range cannon, allow it to shoot artillery that can go up to 20 miles. Uh, you know, these things are thought to be very effective, but the Ukrainians also have to be trained on these. So the U.S. is even in the process of basically uh, sending um, folks over to Europe that will allow them to train the Ukrainians in their backyard, not necessarily in Ukraine, but nearby, and that they can go back and to be able to operate these things. But obviously this is an idea of what they believe would be more effective. We have heard more and more from critics who have said that, you know, the U.S. is, is saying a lot of things. They're, you know, showing eye-popping dollar amounts in terms of weapons packages, but in terms of actually getting the weapons there, you know, there's a lot of people that have said, well, wait, how quickly is stuff reaching there? You know, we don't see a lot of it. The Pentagon says that's by design, and they say that, you know, they don't want to detail exactly when and where each weapon shipment is going into Ukraine. But, Evan, you bring up a really good point. You know, if we're also detailing these the weapons that are going out there, why haven't the Russians decided to strike those weapons convoys? That was a question I asked the Pentagon, uh, a Pentagon leader here last week. And they said, do we don't want to take this for granted? We realize that that is always a possibility. Uh, you know, there are also a lot of logistical challenges for the Russians to strike these targets. And they don't say, hey, at 10 p.m. on Tuesday, we're going to land the plane here, that this is where the weapons are coming in. They're coming in a variety of different ways, likely uh, in the western part of Ukraine, and they're kind of driven across. Um, but you would imagine that at some point the Russians are going to say, we want to show a sign, send more weapons in, and we'll take them out. But they just haven't done that yet. All the the weapons and money and um, 
armaments and armor that we have sent and and the additional aid that has come from other NATO nations in Europe. Uh, I know that the pres- uh, President Biden had a video call with allies on this on these very topics. Um, what are, are we at any way or at any time discussing what the end game is here for everybody? Because we're now, I want to say, pushing two months into Russia's war here. Uh, Russia has not achieved the goal it's wanted, uh, but the United States and NATO hasn't achieved a goal that they would like, and that is to see this be over. Uh, and Ukraine is obviously willing to fight. They have proven that, but they will get exhausted at some point. So h- how, how does this end, or will it end, or, or can it end, or what makes it end? Well, we've, yeah, well, we've heard top uh, Pentagon brass tell Congress that they think this could go on for years. So, I mean, the idea that this is going to wrap up, you know, anytime soon doesn't seem likely. And in terms of your question about, well, you know, what is the U.S. exit strategy here? The U.S. is saying, well, we're going to continue to support Ukraine, but it's up to the Ukrainians to decide if and when they were to either cede any territory reach some sort of deal with Russia, the U.S. not dictating those terms. I think you'll, we even saw the uh, spokesperson for the U.N. Secretary General say they want to sit down with the Russians, they want to sit down with the Ukrainians, all an indication that these other international bodies realize that this is going to be bloody, that this is going to drag on. So if there could be an effort to foster some sort of, of diplomatic solution, that would be great. And the U.S. has always hoped for a diplomatic solution here, but it's also not telling Ukrainians, at least publicly, hey, take this deal. If the Russians offer you this, do that. That's not the case. Instead, they say that, you know, Ukraine was a sovereign country and absolutely had the right to defend itself, which is why the U.S. and the Allies uh, continue to send defensive weapons into the country. Fox News correspondent Mark Meredith at the Pentagon. Thanks for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Good to be with you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.